Hello and welcome to the CrossFit Bath Podcast. As always, my name is Jason Croxon. This is the last episode of 2019, so thank you so much for being here. And on this episode, I had a really fun chat with Nikki Brazier. Now, she is best known as a reporter for the CrossFit Games as well as some sanctional events, but she's been coaching CrossFit for a long time. She's been involved uh, for many years in all different avenues of CrossFit, so it was really nice to sit down and speak with her about her experience, what it's like to uh, have maybe that slight additional pressure of being under a spotlight as well as being associated with the fittest CrossFitters in the world. Uh, so she shares some uh, some interesting insights and stories from that as well. So I hope you enjoy the episode. As I said, it was a lot of fun for me uh, to sit down with Nikki and really appreciate that she was uh, willing to do that. So uh, let's head on over now and listen to that fun chat. Hi, Nikki. Thanks for sitting down and doing this with me. I know you've had a couple of crazy weeks leading yeah. up to this. So um, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to, to talk to you finally. I feel like we've been trying to make this happen. And unfortunately, my life has been a little bit crazy. So thank you for your patience. Oh, it's all right. I was, I was happy to wait. I was uh, following your, your exploits in Dubai. Um, <laughs> so that was, uh, I, I felt it was justified. I think uh, they might have cool. had something to say if you'd sort of <laughs> counseled going to to Dubai because of this podcast and right right good publicity for this yeah. podcast but um well, next time I'll cancel something huge and then we'll publish an episode like right then we'll plan brilliant. it well okay uh is it Norway that you're going to is that the next one uh Norway's next yeah in January yeah. but right before Norway I'll be at the um Under Armour Human Performance Summit which will be cool but um yeah Norway's the next sanctioned event I'm scheduled to be at Oh, okay, so uh, yeah. they be- they better watch out. They, they <laughs> Careful, guys. Careful. I might, might bail at the last minute. <laughs> so, uh, Nikki, what we like to do here before we get into um, the main sort of uh, topic in, in general is, as you well know, it's very important to warm up. Uh, okay. true, of, true of a workout, just as true as a podcast. Totally. So totally. Uh, a few questions for you, uh, just okay. to warm you up. Obviously, you're traveling a lot uh, yeah. at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. So... The thing you love the most and the thing you hate the most about traveling? Um, The thing I love the most is easy. Um, I love dropping into CrossFit gyms when I travel. Um, And it's the sort of like battle I have with my husband every time we go on vacation (laughs) because I totally want to drop in and, and, you know, learn about maybe a new movement or a new warm up or a new stretch or something that I've never seen before that I can bring back to my own coaching. And also it like makes me feel better about probably the loads of eating and drinking I'm going to do on vacation. And he's always like, what are you doing? We're here to have fun, like relax. We don't have to go to a gym. Um, but so that's definitely my favorite part. And my least favorite part is, is flying. Honestly, I hate flying. And yeah. it's funny because I do it so much, but I, I can't stand it. It's the worst. For a moment, I did think that the thing you hate the most was going to be taking your husband with you because of... <laughs> because he doesn't want to work out when I want to work out. <laughs> and remember, I'm like a very average exerciser, not even close to competition status. So for me, just wanting to work out is, um, you know, like having that experience that I can bring home. It's nothing more than that. It's not like I need it because I lose my fitness. I don't have that yeah. much fitness to begin with. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? If you don't have a lot, you don't have a lot to lose. Exactly. So it's how Let's I feel about my way. bank account. Well, um, there's that too. <laughs> totally. Okay, here's, here's a few interesting questions. I okay. should stop. I always say this before the question. I say it's interesting and then... You're really building it up. Yeah, I build it up what and then it, they're not. What if it's not? <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. So um, if you were on a desert island, what okay. three things would you feel were vital to have with you? Three things. Yeah. My phone, because I'm addicted, unfortunately, but I'll fully admit that. Um, my dogs because I can't live without them. I mean, the last thing should be my husband, right? But it's going to be a bottle of Prosecco. (laughs) (laughs) To share with the dogs. Well, I mean, they're the best drinking buddies I've got. Is that because they don't drink much of your Prosecco? Okay. You you get it. You get it. So sticking with this sort of theme, if you were stranded in a jungle. Oh, okay. And you can pick one CrossFit Games athlete to be with you. Who is going to help you survive and maybe escape? Uh, who okay. are you picking and why? Oh my God, what a great question. Um, okay, okay. I have two answers. So I think anyone who doesn't pick Matt Fraser is silly, right? Because he's going he's gonna to win everything and survive everything. And I feel like I could just ride his coattails. But if I'm just in the jungle trying to live and have a good time, probably pick Danny Spiegel. 
because she's so much fun and she can make a good time out of any situation. And I just feel like if we're going to get rescued, I might as well have a good time doing it. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's basically the difference of, are we trying to get out of the jungle or are we just going to live there for the rest of our lives? <laughs> we live here now. We live here now, but at least we're having a good time, right? Yeah, it's a great <laughs> answer. I like it. Yeah. Um, so if we move this now slightly more CrossFit. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> if you had to go head to head with Tia. Oh, God. You know, but you get to program the workout. Okay. What are you going to pick? So, I mean, you're not going to win, let's be honest. But, but it's fine, fine. <laughs> but just so you don't embarrass yourself, what, okay. what workout are you programming for you to go head to head with Tia? Okay. Uh, probably would be um, like a couplet of power cleans and toast bar. Yeah. I knew you yeah. were going to say power cleans. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard you speaking with John. I know you, you love your, your cleans. I Um, love power cleans. So final, final warm up question. Mm -hmm. If you could just delete one movement from CrossFit, it will never be mentioned again. Hmm. Um, What's it going to be? Thrusters. Thrusters. Yes. I don't, I don't even need time to think about it. I mean, it's the right answer. So that's first only to the assault bike for the record, but thrusters. Yeah. Yeah. If I never had to do another one ever in my life, I'd be happy. And you'd be fine as well. I would totally survive. It would be okay. Life would go on. Rare are the occasions where I'm in life required to do a thruster and then jump on a bike and do something. That's right. So I I, I think we could live without it. It would be fine. (laughs) I like these warm up questions. That was fun. I'm sorry that the fun must come to an end. So so Nikki, you're probably um, most famously known as the reporter at the CrossFit Games. I mean, mm-hmm. particularly last year, you were sort of the only one on the field that yeah, no everybody pressure. is seeing. Yeah, no <laughs> when all the change happened and they were like, no one's going to be on the floor except you. I was like, oh God, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. But I know that that's not your only link to CrossFit. You were involved before being a reporter sort of for CrossFit. Um, right. So just for anyone listening, sort of what what's your... A degree of involvement within CrossFit in general? Um, so I, I started CrossFit in 2010. Um, don't ask me why I don't have abs. <laughs> it's been long enough. I totally should, but I don't. Um, and I, I absolutely fell in love with the sport because of what it did for my own life, right? I just looked better, felt better, um, you know, reached a new level of potential and found myself adapting the principles that I learned in the gym to outside of the gym, like, you know, just being aware of my own capabilities, setting goals, um, sort of rethinking time and space. Sorry, it's probably my puppy playing with a bone in the background, being super loud. Um, and, and, I, and I loved the way that it made me feel. And I loved being able to do it with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. And it just, it really enriched my life. So I wanted to sort of evangelize that message. And that's how I got into coaching. I honestly just wanted to bring this sport or fitness program, whatever you wanted to call it, to other people to try and explain how much better it made me feel because nothing else I'd ever found before that had ever made me feel that way. Um, So I got into coaching back in 2011 and it's sort of been the history since then, I guess. What I think is interesting is that you are someone, I mean, with regards to the reporting, which I did, I did, I, you know, you said it's been taking us a while to get this sort of actually squared away this interview, let's say. Uh, right. And, it, and it, it was only today that I really realized, oh, I'm actually going to be interviewing somebody who professionally does this. Right. Uh, so, so no pressure, basically. No, um, no, not at all. I'm not the gold standard by any means. You're doing much better than I would. But, but what I thought is interesting is that you are kind of the uh, quote unquote, like normal crossfitter but turned Mm -hmm. up to 11 because we've all got friends that are you know fitter than us Uh, and your friends just happen to be the best in the world basically um and but then you're you're coaching and you're doing the the intro courses and sort of the onboarding so you get to see basically the entire spectrum from somebody who is walking in for the first time into a crossfit gym and and learning to do their mm-hmm. first, you know, burpee, their first thruster, and they're really excited about it up to those that are now doing, you know, 50 thrusters and they hate them each and every yeah. one. So you, you get to see kind of this whole, this whole spectrum that we all see because all of us will have seen, you know, we'll have started or we've been doing it a couple of years and we'll sort of see new ones coming in and oh, look, you know, they're so excited about it. It's, yeah. they're, they're seeing like real quick progressions because they're suddenly, yeah. you know, especially at the beginning, 
oh, you can make tremendous that? progress so PR quickly every week. I miss those yeah. days. <laughs> but, but then we all have those, those friends that are much fitter than us. And mm. that can be um, kind of a, a two edged thing, isn't it? It's sort of like, it's so great to see what they can do, but sometimes, sometimes it can get in our heads a little bit. Uh, yeah. And I, I, the reason I'm thinking about this is that I think we first kind of started talking uh, because you'd posted a, a video of like hitting a PR on a split jerk, I think it was. Right. And um, <laughs> which was like the first time in like years that I've hit a number like that. And, and I think it's just like, you know, you, you hit this number, you're so happy. And then for you, you're then traveling around the world, seeing people that are absolutely exhausted because they've just got off an assault bike, done this many toes to bar, this many burpees, box jumps, and then are doing multiple reps of your PR. Oh, and it's yeah. just easily, like easily. So I just kind of wondered then how does that affect you? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I haven't really, I guess I've never really thought about it in that respect before, because in my mind, there's such a clear delineation between what we do in the gym every day and what those, um, you know, elite athletes do out on the competition floor. So it never really bothers me if I can be totally honest. I've never felt the need to compare myself or felt like less of an athlete because I don't do what they do or I'm less capable of doing what they do. Um, and I think that's, that's a good way for people to think about it. If I could make a suggestion only because realistically, like, you know, these people have a, a natural talent and a God given talent and they're building off of that. And that's incredible. But at the same time, like, you know, most people could get really good at something if they dedicated their life to it. And that is what these athletes are trying to do. They're in the gym all day, every day, trying to dedicate their lives to this sport, which is why, honestly, I think that some of the best CrossFitters we have in the sport relative to life are in the master's category, if I can be totally honest, only because look at what they're doing, look at the careers they've had and the families they've built and what else they've got going on in their lives. And so to keep up that level of fitness at that age and at that um, stage is really, really impressive. But you know, I've never really, I've never really looked at it that way. Um, and I think that because the elite athletes are so incredibly gracious about their own capabilities, they make it easier to not feel bad. You know what I mean? Like how many games athletes commented on that same post that you saw and they were like, Oh my God, good job. Like they weren't like, Oh God, that's such a lightweight Nikki. sucks, and she sucks at this. Why does she even post that? Like they understand too, that what they do is different and what we do is different. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, I went up to Boston to work out. I live in Rhode Island, so I'm, I'm really close. I went up to Boston to work out with Steph Chong one morning just because we're friends. And I didn't think twice about going up to work out with a games athlete because there was no way I was going to do the same thing she was doing. So whatever, <laughs> you know, she didn't want to work out alone and I didn't want to, you know, deadlift my one rep max a million times like she was going to. So whatever. We pushed, pushed each other and had a moment where we were sweating together and it felt like working out with anyone else, which was really, really cool. So I suppose then my follow-up on that is because you're saying like there's this clear line for you, yeah, which I think is, is true. And I think that's true of anybody who I suppose has done CrossFit for quite a while. Like you, mm -hmm. you, but there are still people, and I suppose this is where coming to like those that are kind of coming in or maybe transitioning into CrossFit, not necessarily those that are doing it as they're sort of, oh, I need to get in shape, but maybe mm -hmm. they've been doing other, you know, other sports. So, and they've been like, oh, I'm going to try CrossFit now and they move in. So have you found as a coach, you've kind of had to maybe help people see this line sort of oh God, yeah. look, uh, yeah. maybe readjusting your goals, maybe sort of trying to have a, a clearer picture of, of what's realistic, what's possible, maybe even with regards to how you train. Totally. Yeah. And I think you're being really nice, right? <laughs> like help people uh, reestablish their goals or maybe tell people to just take the freaking weight off the bar because that is too heavy for you. It's too heavy. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I see that all the time. And I think approaching an athlete uh, in a very specific way that is helpful for them to understand your coaching motivation without being offended is probably the mark of a good coach. And you have to 
figure out what kind of criticism and what kind of feedback and what kind of whatever work for each individual athlete because it's not always going to be the same, even if the message is the same. So yeah, a lot of times I'll find that I have to approach an athlete and say like, hey, man or girl, um, that, you know, we're, we're a little too advanced where we want to be right now. Let's do this so that you don't get hurt so that you can, um, you know, experience the modality of the workout the way it was intended to be written, all those things. And sometimes it's really easy because people respect respect me and, and my uh, experience and they know that I only have their, my best intentions for them at heart. And sometimes it's tough. Sometimes people are like, no, 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 I got this. And I'm like, you know, you don't got this. I have had people leave my class before because I've stripped the bar for them and I'm not taking their bull. I'm not. I'm not. It will, their injury and their whatever will not be on me. That being said, like, I am providing a service and people paying a lot of money for it and they have the right to do what they want to do with that service. So it's a balancing act. It's a fine line. And I don't think I was great at it right away. I think I've been coaching now for uh, eight years. So it's taken a long time to figure that out. But I think just approaching the situation appropriately based on the athlete is really, really important. I just, I've just went there for a moment in my mind. So I've seen you just (laughs) pulling these weights off the bar. Yeah. I mean, storming out. And then you make them come back to put away their kit because you say, hey, hold on. You can storm out if you want, but make sure you clean up after yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I just, I just wondered, uh, you know, as, as somebody who's so kind of in all the different stages of, of CrossFit, I imagine, I don't know what the kind of makeup of the people that are starting CrossFit is in your, in your box. If many, if many are, because obviously in, in recent years, there's been a big shift into so my husband is packing breakfast in the background oh your husband not your dog okay <laughs> no first the dog was eating the bone and now you're making whatever people know i'm not really good at this don't worry about it it's fine but you've got your nice new professional microphone now that was, uh, so nice? was from john so that's really kind john sent it the so this is funny sidebar so i was talking to my husband and he was like what do you want for christmas i really don't know what to get you and i was like oh you know honestly i kind of want this podcasting mic it's, you know, it's not too expensive. It's kind of nice. And I've just been using my crummy Apple headphones. And he was like, oh, okay, great. Like, thanks. That day, it showed up at the house. And he thought I bought it for myself. Like, he thought I was, like, pulling his leg. And he was so mad for, like, 30 seconds. He was like, I can't believe you would do this. You just told me. And I was like, no, 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 no. I swear it wasn't me. But John made me look really bad that day. Yeah. I mean, if your husband's <laughs> no, no, already... If your husband's already bought another one, just tell him to ship it over. That's fine. Oh, you I'll, can use I'll, that. I'll, I'll okay. appreciate that. Um, <laughs> where were we? That's uh, I'm sorry. I messed that up. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, oh, the people that run in, walk into the gym uh, yeah. normally to, to start like an on-ramp program. Yeah, excellent. So um, obviously, in particularly in the last year or so, there's been this huge shift mm-hmm. sort of trying to focus on, on health. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's kind of the the main thing. And I mean, I don't I don't know, but I from what I from what I see locally, that tends to be you know people that are starting to do CrossFit are doing it to just get fit, get healthy, to live a, a better quality of life yeah. in general. Uh, I don't think we have many that are sort of starting because they see this as a a future sort of I'm going to be a, a a CrossFitter. It's more right. uh, I you know I, I just want to be healthy. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. In, in your case, if that's similar, have you noticed more of more people just getting into it for a better life or are they, or, or do you have a lot more kind of, oh, this is my sport now and I'm going to go in all in on this? Um, I think, I think you're right. I think the majority of people who set foot in a CrossFit gym for the first time are just looking for, um, if I can be totally honest, probably most of them are looking to change their physique in one way, shape or form. Most of them are looking to lean out or to build some muscle or to figure out how to uh, take hold of the way that they want to look. I think a secondary uh, aspect of that is the people who want to gain a part of their life back. And what I mean by that is um, what can their fitness help them with in their everyday lives? My favorite success stories are never people who... um, I don't know, PR, their deadlift or their power clean, even as much as I love it. You know, my favorite success stories are the people who are like, I couldn't play with my kids for 20 minutes without being out of breath or sitting down. I couldn't, you know, bring all my groceries up the stairs at one time by myself before. And now I can, because I've worked on, you know, my grip or my deadlift or my things like that. Um, 
I don't think anyone walks in thinking they're going to be the next big CrossFit Games athlete. You know, I instantly take that back. There are a handful. There are a handful. There are a handful of people. They're usually younger. They're usually like kids who are in college who have time to dedicate to being in the gym and really working on that. And I think that's really cool. And those people, a lot of times I see, you know, set really high goals for themselves and sometimes achieve them and sometimes actually do make it to a competitive stage and make it to the end game of, you know, uh, it used to be regionals and now it's sanctionals and all that stuff. Sometimes they find that they just love this and they want to build themselves a career in sport or in CrossFit or in PT, some sort of like auxiliary profession, which is also really, really cool because they're following their passion. I will say that although the majority of people don't walk into the gym hoping to be the next Matt Fraser, I think that the um, reach that the CrossFit Games or professional CrossFit-type events has had media-wise in the past has still inspired people to walk in the door. Because a lot of those athletes have backstories that are just like us. Like A lot of them just got really good at working out in their garage. And they found out that they're really good at this thing. And, you know, now we're sort of trying to make it into a sport and make it into more of a a community event. And I think that the people that see that and still walk into a CrossFit gym on day one, just to learn how to lean build muscle or just to, you know, fix their bad back are still inspired by what they see at the CrossFit games. So it's not directly one-to-one relation, but still there's a correlation there. Yeah. I I definitely think there is a a marrying of the two the two sides and at times it seems quite sort of extreme of, mm-hmm. oh, you're doing it for health or you're doing it for to compete and never yeah. shall the two meet but I, I think you're right I, I think to my own experience of sort of hearing about CrossFit before doing it and it was just sort of hearing kind of the odd comment here or there and the typical kind of things about how dangerous it is and how you know, everybody's right. killing that. themselves and all of God. this which if if you believe that go and listen to the last episode because that's uh, <laughs> got some some stats on the truth there uh but then yeah seeing actually kind of uh, some of the, the documentaries and things or mm-hmm. some some coverage of the games it looked fun like oh yeah. it actually looks fun let's go and give it a try so it's sort yeah. of and i know i'm not going to be doing exactly what they're doing but hey it looks like a good you know and and i think it helps you stick with it right because if yeah. you're just going to a gym and doing the same thing every day you know, three times a week, just going and doing the same movements, following your little program, mm-hmm. it gets kind of stale and it just gets easy oh, to skip. Totally, totally. But the sort of the, just the, the nature of, oh, who knows what we're going to do? It's always different. It's always like, you know, it's the same puzzle pieces, but they're just arranged always in a different way. And, yeah. and it's just kind of keeps that variety and it's, it's fun to, to keep doing it. Yeah. I think we're all just like, we're all just like reformed Globo gymmers, you know, we all just got really sick of doing like 20 minutes on the treadmill and then half an hour of upper and half an hour of leg press and like not seeing changes. That was the thing for me is like, I always went to the gym. I I danced my whole life. Like I was always active. I played team sports in college. um, And I just was always just me. And I was like, this is my shape and this is my body. And this is how I function and perform at my best, I guess. And then I started CrossFit when a, a girlfriend of mine opened a gym and I saw changes in my body that I had always wanted and never understood why they weren't happening and changes in my capabilities that I did not understand why I wasn't achieving before. And it was because I was, like you said, doing the same thing over and over without that, you know, without keeping my body and my muscles guessing. So now I have some questions for you. Not questions. <laughs> that's wrong. Okay. Let me okay. rephrase that. I have a few. I don't even know what these are called. You're the professional. You'll tell me later what they are. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. I mean, okay. you can be a little bit nervous, but don't be too nervous. <laughs> So it's interesting because you're talking about like you, you've mentioned that many go start CrossFit because they perhaps want to change their the way they look, right? Yep. And and you know if we're completely honest, of course. And then you're saying you, you yourself when you started CrossFit, you you noticed that you know your body changed and actually yeah. was getting into it, and you're like, ah, now I look, you know, this is how I want to look, yeah, kind of totally. Thing. And I think that's true of all of us. And for most of us, what's great is maybe you know summer comes around, we want to go to the beach and because we've been doing CrossFit all winter, you know, we're on the beach surrounded by people that don't do CrossFit and we look good, right? Because there's something to contrast it with. (laughs) So even Mm -hmm. if we're not games level physique compared to person who does nothing all day and just sort of sits on the couch with his pizza, we look great. Yeah, totally. Now the problem you have, (laughs) this is the problem I have, is that you are then um, 
videoed, recorded, broadcast, streamed, uh, you know, high quality, best cameras, 4K HD, 4K HD <laughs> and you are constantly standing next to oh, yeah. people that dedicate their entire life to fitness. Sure am. <laughs> so, um, how's that? Yeah, so <laughs> that's great. Uh, let me tell you. No, I'm, I'm, it is in the back of my mind constantly because uh, the nature of the work that I do is presenting well in front of people. And that means not only how I sound and how I come across, um, you know, uh, intellectually, but also how I look. And that is unfortunately the world that we live in. And, you know, I would love to sit here and be like, it's not about that. But like, look at, of course it is, read the Reddit comments. Like there are threads dedicated to how big my nose is. People notice that stuff. Um, so it is, uh, you know, it's, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't a little bit jaded to it. I, I started my career in TV news. And so I know what it's like to be um, broadcast in front of people. And I put myself in that position. I willingly put myself in that position. So I sort of know what comes along with that. Um, and I would be naive if I <laughs> denied the fact that that happened. Um, I don't love that it happens. And as a community, I wish that we were a little bit more supportive of one another, but it is what it is. This is the world we live in. So um, I <laughs> say it all the time. Like I'm just trying to not look totally unfit next to the fittest people on the planet. Um, and I don't really... I, I probably pay attention a little bit better to my diet, to my um, workout regimen before events. I do. Um, and, you know, I think like anyone else, I sort of had like a fluffy winter and holidays are coming and I'm not really worried about, especially this month. Like I think I've gone to the gym like twice just between the travel and the events and all the things like I haven't had a chance to, but it gets on my mind. It gets in the back of my mind. Like it does for anyone who has something coming up, be it a vacation or a, you know, an event or whatever it is something that I tr probably, I dial it in best before events. Cause I'm like, I really don't want to look like I don't even do this. I want to look like I have a little bit of authority in the space. So, you know, here I am. <laughs> yeah. And it goes back to where I was saying, like, you are kind of the, the normal CrossFitter just yeah. turned up to 11 because I think it's the same for all of us. Like, uh, you know, we started CrossFit at the same time. Why does he have apps? It's kind right. of that. Sort right. of, we're, we're doing the same thing. Why, why do they look, you know, maybe uh, I think especially perhaps when we start, it's very easy to look around and, and compare ourselves. And yeah. unfortunately, as you said, it's kind of a, something that even if we don't want to, it can get stuck in our head a little bit that we yeah. are constantly comparing ourselves to other people. And, you know, if society is judging you maybe based on the way it you is. look, it, it, it can is. really have a negative effect yeah so once again for most of us we, we deal with that and it's to yeah. a smaller degree and then you're someone that has to deal with that really to to almost the most extreme kind of degree yeah. possible yeah um, but well done thank you thank you i hope that um i hope that the fact that i try to keep a level head about it and try to you know obviously like stay healthy about it. Like there's no crash dieting. There's no weirdness that happened. I always say it. I'm like, oh, I just skipped dinner all this week. And like, it never happens because Chipotle is around the corner and <laughs> I'm not, not going to eat. Um, I love to eat. So I, I hope that the fact that I keep a level head about it and try to just maintain what I would normally, you know what I mean? I work out an hour a day. I don't go crazy. I don't, um, you know, cut out all sugar out of my life or anything like that. I love donuts. Like it is what it is. I hope that I can set a very, very small example, if anything, for um, the people. And I think especially girls and women who are trying to make some kind of career in broadcast because it is very difficult. And, you know, everything that we've seen happen in our society in the last year or two to show how difficult it is to break into anything that requires a screen, you know, and the difficulties that women especially face when it comes to trying to move up the ranks and trying to prove themselves um, as intelligent, knowledgeable beings in a world that relies solely on first appearances is really, really harsh. And there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes that is difficult to accept. So I hope that I just, I'm, I'm trying to keep pushing for this because it's what I love. Um, and it makes me really honestly feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be doing it. Like, I feel like being on the competition floor and helping tell these stories is absolutely like my place in the sun. Like I came back from Dubai and I said that to my husband, I was like, walked across the floor at one point and I was like, this is what I'm meant to do truly. So I just, you know, I, I want everyone to think about the fact that like, 
we, we really can do these things. We really can try and keep a level head and just be ourselves and hopefully people like that. And if they don't just unfollow me, like don't like comment on my things about how much you don't like me, like just hit unfollow, man, it's fine, <laughs> but, but do it with grace and, and do it in a way that's true to you. And hopefully that's enough. Yeah. I think it's less buttons to press to unfollow than to write a comment. So it's yeah, weird. seriously, but um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, yeah, very valid points. Everything you've said, it's, it's probably why I stick to podcasting. Um, <laughs> Where, <laughs> no, where no one can see me <laughs> where I'm hidden. I'm just a voice in the dark. Um, well, and I mean, it's I'm not because I've, right now, so. <laughs> it's nothing to do with not being invited to report at sanctionals. It's, it's because it's my choice to just That's be right. a voice. And That's podcasting. Right. Hey man, I'm not invited either. I have to worm my way in. Yeah. If it makes me yeah, feel like, better. I, I was just there with a microphone and um, yeah. <laughs> they assumed I worked there. <laughs> I showed up. Someone gave me a wristband. So obviously uh, again, so you've got these very fit friends that are, mm-hmm. are games athletes and it's not all negative is it having uh, friends that are fitter than you because they are also a great source of uh, advice yeah, um, totally. so we can quite often ask so i was just wondering on this side of on this side of the coin because it seemed generally negative that you know games athletes up until this point so <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's not a bad thing it's it's a very good thing uh, i just wondered if you've ever had or or what you consider to be some of like the best advice you've received from these kind of top level athletes that you've been able to take and maybe use yourself or something you've taken and integrated into your coaching? Wow. That's, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I spend so much time asking them how they approach things and how they train and, and what they do when they're in the gym that I, and I, and I don't typically apply that type of advice to myself I mean, I think about it in one way, shape, or form. Like, oh, they broke it up this way. Like, maybe I could do the same pattern without necessarily doing the same numbers or the same weight or whatever. Um, but I honestly think the best advice that I get from them comes from what they do when they're outside of the gym, which is interesting because they are so dedicated. And I think the little habits that they develop outside of actually being there, uh, working out, sort of make them the crazy elite cyborgs that they are. I'm not completely convinced that they're human. <laughs> I'm just not. Um, so tips I've gotten like on recovery, um, tips I've gotten on off days, rest days. I mean, they are dedicated to their rest days. And how many people do you know who are just like us, who are like average CrossFitters that are going like seven, eight days at a time without a rest day, especially people who are newer to CrossFit. I'm kind of like, you have to take time off. Your body is not capable of doing this all the time. And if elite level athletes are taking days off and two days off in a row and going on vacation and not worrying about it, like you should too. You definitely should. Um, when I was in Dubai, uh, Brent Fikowski was giving me some really good advice about sleeping because I, I was not sleeping when I was over there. Just the jet lag and the trying to maintain the time difference and trying to do extra work for my day job when I was out there. Um, and I was like, man, I don't sleep. I don't sleep all when I travel for these events. And he was like, do you not actually look at a screen for 90 minutes before you go to bed? And I was like, um, he was like, do you fall asleep with your cell phone? And I was like, kind of, yeah, I totally do. And he was like, you know, I know you say you don't sleep well, but if you straight up for a week, just 90 minutes before you go to bed, stopped looking at screens, you would sleep like a baby. You'd sleep like an angel. You have no idea what you're doing to yourself. I was like, oh man, he's so right. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> it is funny that, you know, obviously he's known as the professor and it does sound like you've just been told off by your oh, teacher yeah. that's oh, sort of scolding you for yeah. that or, or a, maybe an uncle. <laughs> Dad. All right. But I mean, he's right. And, and they're so, they're so diligent about what they do outside of their time in the gym that all that stuff affects them and, and sort of settles on their life. I also think that the amount that they eat outside of working out inspires me to eat more. <laughs> uh, it inspires me to enjoy because they, you know, they, count macros and they know what they need to do but on their off days or on their rest days or on their cheat days like they go ham and i think we all should do that we all should not worry so much i mean if you have goals and you stick to them and you really want to go through a cut or figure out how to get you know the macros in your body to increase your performance do it i am not i i think that's great and i'm i'm sometimes dedicated to that as well but sometimes not but i think that when something messes that up it's important to remember what this life is about and just having a a strong headspace about that kind of thing so that it doesn't derail you so that you know that you can just maintain 
you know, just maintain your goals and maintain your ability to still be happy and not be crushed when something goes wrong. That's what's important. I think they're really good answers. I'm very happy to come because I think that's exactly the kind of thing I was hoping you can reveal because that's where again, you said like these games athletes, maybe we follow their Instagram or we see their YouTube videos and they are kind of 90% going to be, uh, this is what I was doing at the gym today, or this was Mm -hmm. my workout. This is how I've been training. This is me competing here. This is me competing there. And obviously they're not posting a image of this is me getting 10 hours sleep. So we kind of don't (laughs) see that side of it. And if somebody's saying, well, okay, I'm never going to be at their level, but let me you know, what, what are these elite doing to get fit? Oh, okay, they are working out a lot. So what I need to do is work out a lot. Right. And they're not seeing all the other, because even if somebody is like working out five hours a day, that's still a small fraction of a day. Right. There's a, a lot more of the day that we're not seeing. So it's Tunnel. kind of, well, what are you doing there? And that seems to be the, the key really, isn't it? As you said, yeah. if you're not sleeping or you're not recovering well, yeah, uh, that's sort of part of the purpose of this podcast as well is that we try to we try to speak about nutrition and sleep oh, cool. and things like that so that w- because that's the, the bit that basically you don't always get when you're in the box doing the workout. <laughs> no. And that's the bit that makes the difference. I mean, you know, you always hear people say abs are made in the kitchen. They are. Yeah. They or are unmade. <laughs> Or unmade, yeah. But there's no amount of GHG sit-ups you're going to do. That there's no way to out-train a bad diet. Trust me, I've been trying to do it for like a decade. It does not work. I have faith in you. You'll get there one day. <laughs> I'm just going to keep trying because, you know, that's how I roll. But no, I mean, I love it. I wish that there was a way that I could have a pizza for breakfast every morning and then just train for three hours and, and wrap it all up. That's not how it works. So It will, will be an interesting post when you sort of the picture of you there with abs being like, okay, guys, you've got an option. You can either <laughs> dial in your diet or train for 15 years. Right, and right. Eat what you want. So it's right. one of the two. Uh, you choose. I don't, actually, I don't know how much time you've got. I don't even think that second one is ever going to happen, unfortunately. If it took 15 years, I would do it. But I won't. And I won't give up donuts either. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've got to have standards. We've got to draw a line exactly. somewhere, don't we? Exactly. So I suppose my, my sort of final line of thought with this, me, me constantly pushing that you are the average CrossFitter, but mm-hmm. under a slightly brighter spotlight than everyone else, yep. is that, um, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I do find, particularly if you've got people you know who don't CrossFit, um, but uh, you know, are friends of yours still for some reason? Uh, <laughs> quite quite often, if you're you know tired or you're doing something and you're sort of oh man, that's really heavy, or you just any kind of any time you express that something was physically challenging, immediately there's like this. Huh, I thought you did CrossFit, kind of. I, I thought you were supposed to be fit. You you you're always in the gym. What's going on? So, mm-hmm. and that's how we feel just because occasionally we might tell people, oh yeah, I did this with my workout yesterday or I, yeah, I train quite well, often in the gym. Yeah, but, maybe once in a while. But as somebody who is, you know, associated with CrossFit and, well, you're always at the CrossFit games. So you must be somebody who's, you're like, I'm, yeah, I didn't qualify for the games. I have right. a microphone. But I just wondered if uh, you ever feel there's sort of this additional pressure on you because people know you and they know you they know you and your name is closely associated to CrossFit. And if you ever feel like there's sort of a, a, an additional pressure applied to, to what you're doing. So like I, to be good at CrossFit because I'm talking about well, it. Well, either to be good at CrossFit or just to be good at, you know, cause we talk often about how CrossFit sort of transitions into other things we do in life. So, right. you know, just generally do people expect you to always be leading the way in health and fitness because you do CrossFit and you're very well known for doing CrossFit. And yeah, I feel like I've, I've tried in the last couple of years, at least to be like as unabashedly myself as I can be. Um, and I think that in order to be in my position, which is the position that not only brings information to the people, like from a news CrossFit news kind of perspective, but also helps craft the stories of the athletes and helps, um, tell them in a way to the audience that is interesting, compelling, relevant, contextual, like all of those things. Um, In order to do all of that, I need to be a human um, and I need to be 
a personality that people can jive with because you can listen to me or you can listen to a dozen other CrossFit reporters out there. Um, and my rapport with the athletes, my relationship with the athletes is what allows them to feel comfortable enough with me to divulge that kind of information or tell me those stories or give me you know pointers or tips or just be cool with me. Um, and so I I sometimes feel the pressure to maybe not be like very good at this because I think, you know, you see it with coaching all the time. Like just because I can't do a ring muscle up doesn't mean I can't coach you through one. So I, don't, I don't think people necessarily look at me and, and have some sort of expectation that I'm a game level athlete, which I'm not, um, and retired from competition altogether basically at this point. Um, anyway, <laughs> but I think that sometimes maybe I feel the pressure to just be um, like a perfect representative of the sport of CrossFit all the time, or just kind of be like, quote unquote, on all the time. Um, and I truthfully kind of am all the time anyway, just because it's who I am. Like there's nothing about how I talk on camera or how I approach a broadcast or any, or how I approach a podcast or anything that is not just how you and I would be chatting if you were here in my kitchen with me. And I, I have always prided myself on that, even back when I was a TV news reporter. Like people put on a news voice coming up at 11. And I like never wanted to do that. I always just wanted to be me and be normal because people just want to hear things from normal people and form relationships and just be casual and cool. And it doesn't mean you can't be professional, but it means that, you know, you just have to be just normal. So I think sometimes it's more pressure to just be on and be a perfect representative of the sport, which is difficult because I, I don't work for CrossFit HQ. I never have. Even back in the day before the, you know, the media fiasco of 2019 or 2018, whatever you want to call it, um, I was freelance. And you know I represented the organization as a reporter on the field, but I've never worked for HQ. I've always just been myself. I have my own opinions. I have my own thoughts and theories. And I you know write op-eds and, and feel some kind of way about the season, just like we all do. I maybe don't broadcast all of it 24 seven and I don't really like about anything or anyone. That's just not who I am. But, um, I think I just try to be myself and sometimes people don't want that. Sometimes people expect me to be this figurehead or talking head or, you know, totally neutral. And when I'm reporting, I'm totally neutral because if I'm telling you the facts, I'm telling you the facts and I don't need to bring my own thoughts or personality into it. I have the ability to shut that off. That's what I did full time for a really long time. But if we're podcasting or if I'm doing an interview or if I'm using my rapport with an athlete in order to, you know, leverage some conversation that maybe would be more difficult to have with a stranger, maybe they don't want to tell someone else how they're really truly feeling or how they train or what this win means to them or something, then I think I can do that and I like to do that. And I think that sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. So again, that unfollow button, that's real easy to click. <laughs> just don't at me, just use your time for something better <laughs> see now i would really love to see i think you need to pick maybe one sanctional event where you just say you know what this time i'm, I'm going to be less professional i'm just going to be honest and so you know you're, you're interviewing <laughs> the person that honest. i'm always honest what, what i mean is, you know you, you're you're reporting the facts but sometimes you might sort of like okay oh congratulations you know you won this event that was great to be honest um some of those reps a little questionable and if i'd been judging you i don't know if uh, if i'd have let them all go but well done on your win anyway yeah i mean great job be... what do i know yeah i've only been coaching like almost a decade but... yeah i just i just think it would you know it would bring a little i mean it might be your last sanctioned event but it would bring Lunch. a little spice and flavor to the broadcast anyway you know there are some times where i ask questions where i'm like hey like you know you did you did really good in this um, event uh, or whatever, but you know, you came in last in the previous one and we didn't have a chance to talk that because we didn't win it. What happened? And there are plenty of interviews I've done like that where the athletes, I don't think they're a little miffed, but they're like, oh yeah, so that sucked or I really messed that up or whatever. And yeah. gives them the opportunity to talk about it. Talking about their failures is something that no one likes to do. Obviously they don't like to do, but it helped us, I think, as viewers and as fans feel so connected to them on a personal level because it makes them seem human and it reminds them and us that we're like all in this together, you know? Yeah, like you say, it makes them seem human. When I they're mean, really not. They're not, but it makes them <laughs> no, seem human. Uh, great. Well, I've, I've enjoyed this, this chat. Yeah. It's been interesting just because I think you have a, an interesting perspective on CrossFit mm. in general and 
I, I just thought it was interesting that you you have been involved in it for a long time, but for kind of every level of of CrossFit mm. <laughs> across the board. Uh, do you still do like around. the the onboarding and the the intro courses, and are you still coaching that or not yeah, as much? Yeah, as I'll it? still coach whoever. Typically, it's just regular classes, but if there are people who are coming in who want to do on ramp, um, I'm I'm totally game. I love introducing people to the sport, and you know, it's just done such great things in my life that I want to spread the word. And so when someone comes in and they've, they've, they've heard about CrossFit, they've never seen anything CrossFit and they come in and you start coaching them. Do you kind of drop there? You know, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. In, no. Oh my God, no, because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> because the truth is I am really, really not. I have friends that like to make fun of me. They're like, oh, my famous friend, Nikki. And I'm like, that's not even, that's not even a thing. Not even in the CrossFit world, not, not in the real world. That's not, uh, that's not a thing, unfortunately. <laughs> but unfortunately. you know, if a person wants to make me famous, yeah. Yeah. But no, no, no. I don't. I don't feel that way at all. I'm very lucky, very, very lucky that I get to do the work that I do because it fills my soul right up, and um, it's really, it's nothing more than that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Now, if we've mentioned a, a number of times how easy it is to unfollow you, right. but um, there, there is also there, <laughs> there is, is also another option. another option that people could start following you, and uh, yeah. I think. Again, your, your Instagram is quite interesting because you're going to so many of these sanctioned events and obviously you get to, to post a few of the kind of behind the scenes yeah. things that are going on, which again is nice because it's that side that we don't always see of, of athletes and what they're doing yeah. you know, the rest of the time. They might not like that we see that, but it's great that you, that you share that with us. So if people want to follow you, they can uh, see you there. Yes. You're also no stranger to podcasting because um, yeah. you're also on a, another podcast very frequently. Uh, you're sort of a kind of a co-host, but occasionally, because you're so busy, he gets other people on. Um, uh, yes, I'm 100% riding John's coattails. You want to talk about CrossFit famous, John? 100%. Yes. And so that's um, make pods great again, right? Mm-hmm. That is uh, uh, John's, uh, so better known as make wads great again. So his yes. his podcast, so people can go over there and listen to many more of your opinions. On, yes, all of them, all of the opinions. That's uh, what uh, we just kind of have a good time. Kind of. <laughs> He's the funny one, honestly. I just kind of like let him roll and I just I try, and try to keep up. Yeah, you're just a yes man. You're just yeah, basically. To go, yeah, 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 good, good point. Yeah, yeah, I said. agree. Yeah, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. Excellent. So uh, they can follow you there. They can follow you on your, your Instagram. Any, anything else that we should tell people about before you, you disappear from the podcast? No. I mean, I know you're coming back on in the future. You can't of wait. Of course. <laughs> I'm around. I have this fancy new microphone. I have to use it. While, while you're here, and just because yeah. you're still, um, so obviously it was really kind that you were able to come on because your family recently had kind of a, a little bit of a tragedy oh, right. uh, on your, your, it's your uh, parents-in-law, right? Uh, yep. My, my father-in-law's house. Yeah. yeah so that's wild. So we, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, maybe you uh, better you tell it than me. So just to, in case anyone's listening, they yeah. don't know. In case anyone hasn't heard the story. So we were pulling into the airport here in Rhode Island and we were going to get on a plane, my husband and I, to go to the Winter Classic, which is an awesome community um, CrossFit competition in Ohio. And it's something that I was doing social media for and have been working on for the whole year, helped them with our marketing, built their website from scratch. Um, And Matt doesn't have a chance to come with me to a lot of CrossFit events because I'm usually working like 14, 15 hour days and traveling really far and, you know, they're paying me to go. So I probably shouldn't use my whole paycheck to buy him a plane to come with me. Um, So he doesn't always come with me. So we were going to go together and it was going to be really fun. And as we were about to board the plane, we got this call that his father's house, the house he grew up in, had burned down. What? Like it was just, it was this crazy moment where we were like, what in, What do we even do right now? Um, and we were already packed for the weekend and I've never bailed on an event before, but I called them up and I'm like, it's, it's, sorry, I guess I can't come. I have this family emergency I have to deal with. And I'm so thankful for all the people that I work with over there because that is the most amazing crew of humans. Um, Jason Welch and Lisa Rowe and, and John Woolley was there and there were elite CrossFit athletes and Mike Richards and Larry Moss, who were the MCs, just picked up all the pieces for me. And Mike McCoy, who runs media, brought his girlfriend, Eliana, out to to help with my specific role. And she just absolutely crushed it. And it was un- unreal. So we drove up to Maine. We just got in the car and drove up. And, and yeah, the house was torched. And it was just an accident. It was a chimney fire, the definition of the word accident. But it's completely gone and all their things are gone. And they have nothing other than what they left 
um, for work wearing that morning and unfortunately lost their family dog in the fire, which is the worst part out of everything. All the stuff is just stuff that the dog is uh, something else. So um, we started to go fund me thinking we could just get a couple hundred bucks to, I don't know what supplement, like help them buy like a TV or a couch or something when they rebuild. And um, some really famous, you want to talk about famous, <laughs> not me, but some really famous um, games athletes and John Woolley on Make Wads Great Again shared it over and over for me. It's up to like 12K or something like that right now, which is insane. And at first we were like, wow, they're going to buy a really fancy TV. Um, and then a couple of days ago, we found out that the insurance check is not actually going to cover the cost of the rebuild itself because insurance is just like that. And you might think you have a great policy, but everyone should read them over because it turns out that's quite complicated. And oftentimes you're not, you're paying in, but you're not paying in for what the value of your home is worth. So it turns out we're really going to need that money to bridge the gap. And I'm just so thankful and overwhelmed at the kindness of strangers on the internet. I will never let another GoFundMe go by without contributing because I now understand the impact it makes. And everyone, everyone who just throws in like 10 bucks, um, I like burst into tears every time I see it. It's been so great. I'm so thankful. It's a, it's a yeah, not a nice story, but a nice kind of end yeah. result sort of thing. But um, obviously, I don't have nearly the reach of uh, <laughs> some of these people. But we'll definitely include links uh, to the to the GoFundMe in the in in the description if anybody does want uh, to to contribute something there. Because it was I I I saw that and I felt so bad that then like oh, and she's gonna. Stuff <laughs> like you've got all this going on. I'm like, hey, come on, my podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's about it's about like one day at a time and continuing in in your life. And and I wouldn't miss this. I really wouldn't. I promise. Because I already missed it once. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting on. You're right. There's a lot going on, right? So like, we were there for a weekend and I missed Winter Classic. It's bummer. And then I got on a plane to Dubai, and it just life is kind of crazy and swirling all around us all the time. So I'm just thankful that people have been so so kind and supportive especially for Matt I, you know I was gone for a week so that was that was something nice for him to be able to lean on while I was gone too ah oh, so nice uh, yeah. so well thank you again uh, Nikki for for buying out a little bit of time to to chat with me it's been no, a lot of, course, of fun of course. and uh, I hope all the uh, all the future events and things you've got going on are, are going to run nice and smooth and if anybody thank wants you. to they can uh, they can follow you on on Instagram and see yeah. the different parts of the world that you'll be in um, totally yeah. Will you be coming over to the UK at all? I would love to. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that something works out for, for strength and depth, but I never like to say until I have plane tickets booked because so many of those media plans change last minute. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, yeah. all, all the best with that as well then. Thanks. So uh, thank you once again, uh, Nikki. Yeah. And just like that, the final episode of 2019 comes to an end. So I hope you enjoyed that chat with Nikki. It was a lot of fun. Uh, As we mentioned in the episode, if you want to follow her on Instagram or check out her GoFundMe, you can just look in the show notes and we'll have links there. Uh, Of course, together with my Instagram and Twitter, if you want to get in contact with the show and uh, maybe you've got a suggestion for a topic, I would love to hear from you or even some fun warm-up questions that we could ask future guests. I would just take this opportunity to thank everybody for the uh, wonderful support and feedback we've had in 2019, uh, considering we just started the podcast. Obviously, a few hiccups at the beginning and uh, the quality needed to uh, increase over time, but people have been very patient with us, so we really appreciate that. Uh, In 2020, we've got a lot of new things planned. We're going to try a new little section on the show that should be a lot of fun, uh, as well as some uh, some guests already lined up, so that's going to be great. Uh, We're looking forward to having more conversations about nutrition, sleep, different kind of thing that could really help us on our CrossFit journey, whether or not we're starting it for the first time now, if we've been doing it for years. Hopefully there'll be something for everyone uh, on the coming episodes. So once again, thank you so much for listening and look forward to seeing you all on the next episode when we'll be in 2020. Be incredible.